The following is a hoop bowl presentation. What is going on, Hoopball Lakers family? And man, do I have a special one for you today on this solo edition of the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Ethan is off for this one. Uh, this is just going to be me doing a little bit of what I used to do before I came on to the Hoopball Lakers podcast. For those of you that don't know, uh, before I jumped onto the Hoopball Lakers podcast, I and I still do from time to time, occasionally review movies. And so for this edition of the Hoopball Lakers podcast, I thought it'd be a good idea to review a film, a film starring a little known actor just starting in the game. You guys might know him. His name is LeBron James. He's in a film opening this week called Space Jam, A New Legacy. That's right. I got to see Space Jam, A New New Legacy early, a little bit, a couple days before its release. And here I am with a review of that movie for you. Now, before I go on, I will say, as a film critic, it is important to me that I go into any movie with an open mind and with the expectation that it's going to be a good movie. That it's going to it's going to show me something that I'm going to want to see again. How often I want to rewatch a movie is a big thing with me. A lot of film critics out there, they like movies for what they are. They'll see a movie once, maybe twice in their lifetime, and they'll never think about it again, even if it's a movie they really loved. And I'm not like that. I put a lot of value and stock into movies that I, that I rewatch all the time. I spend a lot of time at home, a lot of time on Netflix in the background. I like rewatching movies. I like rewatching stuff that I like. And, yeah, it's important to me that every movie gives itself a chance to be a really good movie. A lot of times movies can be of a certain genre or movies can be of a certain quality and people will say, well, you're not supposed to think too much in this movie or this is a movie you should turn your brain off for, which is kind of a big thing that a lot of my film critic friends don't like hearing. Well, all that being said, Space Jam, A New Legacy... It has a very specific achievement that it wants to accomplish. It was built for a very specific purpose, and it was built for a very specific audience. Maybe two audiences. And this is one of those rare exceptions in which I can say, if you are not in the audience that this movie was built for, this movie literally has nothing for you. Nothing. Not a thing. If you aren't into basketball, if you aren't into Looney Tunes, if you can't appreciate kids movies there's going to be nothing here that will pleasantly surprise you there's going to be nothing here that you know you'll find redeeming in any way but all of that being said before i delve into the in-depth review i'll tell you i like the movie i like the movie and i'll explain a little bit further as to why i did but yeah you should know that going in and if you're listening to this review or if you you know, had questions about the Space Jam movie before going in, you pretty much know if you're going to be excited about seeing it, chances are you're going to like it. If you 
want to pay good money to see a movie that you're not going to like in theaters, and I don't know why people do that, but they do, then yeah, you'll have a grand old time hating on this movie. But there's nothing hateful about this movie. There's nothing insidious. There's nothing that really should garner the type of savage criticism that sometimes film film criticism can often lay upon a film. The internet can be a very mean place, as Laker fans are aware of, as LeBron James fans are aware of. The internet can be a really mean place, and yeah, people are going to have a fun time being mean to this movie if they want to be, which they can be, it's their right, but you're not going to get that from here, from me, not on this podcast. So Space Jam, A New Legacy, it opens pretty similarly to how the original Space Jam opens. We see a young LeBron James who is excited about being given a Game Boy that his uh, his best friend Malik. Some, some of the names, if you're a LeBron James fan or if you know anything about him, are kind of funny to know like the character movie names and like how they relate to real life. Malik is obviously a representation of his friend Maverick Carter. Uh, Malik gives him a Game Boy, and he's real excited about playing a Bugs Bunny game on that Game Boy. And his coach tells him to focus up, you know, focus on the game, all that good stuff. And he kind of puts the video game aside and focuses on, on his game, and then he becomes the player we all know and respect and love today. Fast forward, and I'm not going to give away any specific spoilers or anything. Not that this movie is worthy of having anything spoiled. I'm pretty sure you can guess how it ends. It's a kid's movie. Anyways, uh, we fast forward to today, present day, and he's got an older son and a middle son, similar to how he does in real life. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. His older son, older son is a good basketball player, and he's trying to tell the middle one to focus up and focus on the game. The middle one, Dom, he has his sights set elsewhere. He wants to be a video game designer. He's he's designed his own video game, and he seems pretty good at it. And But he's having a hard time telling his dad, LeBron, that that's something he wants to do and something he wants to focus on. And LeBron, is similar to his coach, is riding him pretty hard about being a good basketball player and focusing on that because he has so much potential as a basketball player. Yada, yada, yada. We go over to Warner Brothers Studios to where we see our, you know, villain for the film, Al G. Rhythm. He's an algorithm that... (laughs) He's an algorithm that basically writes movies for Warner Brothers. And you can insert joke there about how easy or generic movie plots have become nowadays and the fact that they seem as though they could have been written by a computer and Warner Brothers is sort of making fun of that fact by sort of admitting that that's how their movies are written. But anyway, all that aside, Algae Rhythm has a plan to sort of uh, deep fake and superimpose LeBron James into future Warner Brothers movies, and he can do this in a way in which he can basically be done forever. But LeBron isn't really about that 
kind of specific life when it comes to movie making and he calls the idea dumb and algorithm takes exception to that and he recognizes that lebron's son dom is a gifted mind and so he concocts a plan to kidnap dom and you know space jam plot challenges into a basketball game if he loses he has to stay digitized forever that doesn't get his son back all that good stuff it's a space jam plot (laughs) Now, as dismissive as I may seem in describing the plot, I'm trying not to get too, you know, specific with it. But, yeah, this movie did pleasantly surprise me. LeBron, you know, he's not a trained actor. He hasn't done this for years and years. He definitely more than holds his own. Has a few issues when it comes to the really emotional spots. But this project, Space Jam, was a passion project of his for years he loved loved michael jordan as a kid he probably really loved space jam and this is something he's wanted to do for a while and so this new space jam holds many advantages over the original the and you could make some of the same arguments for this one in, in that the first one was pretty much a nike commercial or a gatorade commercial for michael jordan and the looney tunes this one probably admittedly is even more of that but it's it's more upfront about it you know this movie takes you onto the warner brothers lot this takes you into other warner brothers properties this is a warner brothers commercial through and through it's not even so much a nike commercial or a gatorade commercial or some of the things that lebron himself is into this is pretty much only warner brothers and Some people might find it a little disingenuous to see that the movie is preaching self-individualization and embracing who you are and, you know, really being yourself while at the same time being the corporate shill of a movie that it is. But all that being said, this is still a really fun movie as far as it having specific intentions that it wants to achieve, it goes after them. It's LeBron James having a lot of fun being himself, making fun of himself, making fun of a lot of the things that people have kind of made fun of him for over the years. You know, I think if you followed any of the promotional material, you see there's a scene in which Bugs Bunny is Batman and LeBron James is Robin. I'm sure a lot of people can insert joke there. Uh, The idea that Warner Brothers writes movies based on what an algorithm can come up with. I talked about that earlier. But there's a lot of really clever touches in this movie, especially if you're a fan of LeBron James like I like I've I am. Like I'm this movie was a pretty easy sell for me and for this movie for me to consider this movie bad. It would have had to it would have had to have exhibited no effort on LeBron James's part. Like if he mailed in a performance if other players, people on screen, just weren't bringing their A game to the to the you know to the film, and it was obvious. This would be a tough hour and fifty five minutes to sit through, but that didn't happen. You know, this was a really clever plot. The original plot of the first Space Jam was basically 
the Toons were kidnapped by a monster on another planet voiced by Danny DeVito who wants to run an amusement park and he needs to sell tickets. And in order for him to sell tickets, he kidnaps the Looney Tunes. And the Looney Tunes reach out to Michael Jordan for help. There was no real incentive for Michael Jordan to help to help Bugs Bunny. But he did it. And that was pretty much it. This has... You know, more in-depth. I think the idea of bringing in other Warner Brothers properties was a cool idea. As you're watching the final game play out, you're seeing characters from all these other different Warner Brothers properties in the background. And every time you go back and watch this movie, you'll see different characters in the background. They, they spend some time in the Harry Potter world. They spend some time in DC. They spend some time in Game of Thrones. They spend some time in The Matrix. All of these different properties of Warner Brothers. And some, some people might not like that or might think of that as just a lame commercial for a movie studio that's been around since we've all been alive. But I think it was a clever idea. I think it was a more clever idea than the first movie. And the fact that so much effort was put in, not just by LeBron. We could talk about the rest of the cast here. Algie Rhythm, played by Don Cheadle. If you wanted to see this because you're a LeBron James fan, like, come for the LeBron James show, but stay for the Don Cheadle performance. Like, absolutely stay for the Don Cheadle performance. He is having a blast playing this villain and playing up against LeBron James. And it's, you know, it's it's funny how LeBron James can sort of hold his own against Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, who was just nominated for an Emmy for 90 seconds that he was in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, Don Cheadle is having an absolute blast here if you really like him as an actor. And who doesn't, really? Like, I can't imagine anyone can see Don Cheadle in a movie and go, eh, I'm not going to see that. Don Cheadle's a fantastic actor, and he's having a great time in this. There's a, a couple of really interesting cameos in this movie throughout. Um, Lil Rel, if you've seen Uncle Drew, he's really funny in this. He's, he delivers some great one-liners. Uh, Zendaya is the voice of Lola Bunny. She's really good. She gets a lot of a lot of uh, lines in this movie. Uh, if you're a fan of the Looney Tunes, I think there's a couple of uh, things that you'll you'll embrace seeing if you haven't seen in a long time. Me personally, being a Latin American, I really like Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, Warner Bros. has sort of stayed away from that character because he is sort of a um, a um, you know, stereotype of a Mexican character, but I was never personally offended by anything Speedy Gonzalez did, and they've sort of stayed away from that character. And here he is voiced by Gabriel Iglesias, one of the most talented, funny Latin comedians out there. If you've never seen any of his comedy specials on Netflix, watch him. Gabriel Iglesias, he's really funny. The actor who played Dom, let me look up his name here in a second. His name is Cedric Joe. He played, he did a really good job playing uh, this. And kind of going back to the parallels between LeBron James and, and, and this movie and, and his real life. If, like I said, if you're a fan of LeBron James like I am, you've noticed how how he is with his kids. And, and you you know a little bit about his kids. Bronny, LeBron James Jr., his oldest, is an extremely talented basketball player who who might even make it to the NBA one day. His middle son, Bryce, he's going to be a good basketball player, but you can tell just by following them on Instagram that 
Bryce and Bronny have two completely different personalities. And Bryce is, he's not as athletic as Bronny. He's not going to be as tall. Um, he wears glasses. He, he looks a little nerdy. And I, and I say that in a good way. I'm a nerd myself. And you've seen, you know, in ways that I've seen LeBron kind of put, praise uh, Bryce, he embraces the fact that Bryce is a little different. And so the fact that Dom in this movie is a little different, uh, I think is really cool. If if you don't know anything about LeBron James in his personal life, like I, I like research as much as you can without being a weirdo about it. And I may sound like a weirdo to you about it, but yeah, I think it's a really cool parallel that uh, Bryce and Dom in this movie are really similar people. Um, you know, there are bits in this movie that don't work. Just like any comedy, just like any kids movie, there's gonna be there's gonna be scenes that are annoying. There's gonna be scenes that you kind of feel that sort of secondhand embarrassment. There's a hip hop scene here that I just kind of cringed. It's very cringeworthy. This hip hop scene, and you'll know it when you come across it. Um, there's a a scene with the Matrix that seems like just the most played out joke. The Matrix was such a revolutionary movie when it came out, and it was parodied so much when it was around the time that it came out. And here we are, over 20 years later, still making the same kind of Matrix jokes. Like, that's a little bit cringy. And there are pieces of dialogue that are that are very basic and very academic, but, I mean, that's sort of par for the course for a kid's movie. Like I said, this movie was built for very specific audiences, people that like kids movies people that like basketball i don't think you even necessarily have to like lebron james to appreciate this movie anthony davis damian lillard clay thompson diana tarasi and neka ogumake are all really fantastic in this movie if you if you like any of those characters especially damian lillard he's got a couple of really good scenes anthony davis is pretty funny yeah if you're a basketball fan I think you can appreciate this movie. And those are pretty much the only two audiences. People who like kids' movies, people who like basketball, and people who like LeBron James. And there's, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's it's a kind of a cop-out to say that this movie is only built for two specific audiences, but it is what it is, and this movie had specific goals that it wanted to set out and accomplish, and it did. And I, I feel like it did them admirably. I, at no point... Except for maybe that hip-hop scene. You'll know when you come across it, like I said. At no point was I checking my watch. At no point was I dreading the fact that I was watching this. Yeah, admittedly, it was something I was looking forward to. It was something that I anticipated that I would like. It's something that wasn't going to shock me if it was bad. But it's far from bad. And it's not great. But, you know... I think there's definitely more redeeming qualities to it than there is not. If I were to give this a rating out of 10, I would probably give it, you know, a 6.5, maybe 7 out of 10. And to some people, that might be pretty high. 6.5 might be considered failing to a lot of people. But, no, this is this is a good time of the movies if this is what you're looking for. And so, on that note, that is going to do it for this edition of the Hoopball Lakers podcast. 
Uh, I don't anticipate me doing any more film reviews for a little while. Uh, sports movies is something that's a, a passion of mine, and so maybe in the summer. But we're going to have a pretty busy summer here coming up for the Lakers. They're going to retool this roster. Maybe they're going to get Damian Lillard. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're going to get Lonzo Ball. Maybe they're not. Lots of things can happen between now and the start of next season. And Ethan and I will certainly record a couple of episodes during free agency as it happens, re- reacting to rumors, reacting to signings, all that good stuff. But until then, that is going to do it for the this edition of the Hoop Ball Lakers podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at jcdeleon one You can follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. It's N-O-R-O-F with one F. Follow all of the HoopBall tweets. HoopBall just announced a promotion called the HoopBall Loyalty Program. Definitely look into that and get more information on that as it was just announced, so I don't have all the details, but definitely look for more information on that on the horizon. And until next time, we are out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.